Are you concerned about your teenager and not sure what to say? Do you worry that you might make things worse? You want to help them, but not sure how. Today, I want to share with you how to talk to teenagers about their mental health and emotional well-being. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, and I want to help you cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 47 of Better Brain, Better You. Hey, I hope you've had a good week and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me for today's episode about talking to teenagers about their mental health. So if you're watching on YouTube, please do like, subscribe and hit that notification bell to hear when we release new videos. And thanks so much for listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your favourite podcasts from. We release weekly episodes for brains of all ages. So depression is one of the most common mental health challenges for teenagers. So before we discuss how to talk to teenagers about their mental health, I want to give you a free parent's guide to teenage depression. This free guide will help you to recognise the signs of depression in teenagers, some of the early warning signs that they might be having suicidal thoughts and some effective strategies for supporting a teenager who is dealing with depression. You can get this free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash depression guide. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash depression guide. One word, depression guide. I hope, it, I hope the guide is, is helpful. So day-to-day ups and downs are a normal part of adolescence, making it really difficult to distinguish between normal teenage moodiness and more serious mental health challenges. So your teen might not always be able to articulate what they're going through and they might not want to talk to you about it either, but starting the conversation with them will help to help them to protect their mental well-being. So adolescence is a time of enormous change for young people. Their bodies are changing, their brains are completely rewiring themselves from back to front and it's the time in their life when they're actually at most risk of developing mental illness. Most mental health problems start in the teenage years, so it's really important that you as a parent know how to spot the signs and talk to your teenager about their emotional well-being. But it's not always easy to know what signs to look for. And if you do have concerns, it can be tricky to know exactly what to say to a young person. But if you spot the warning signs of a mental health problem, it's vital that you have a conversation about the issue before it escalates. So research has actually shown that one in five young people experiencing psychological distress felt they didn't actually have someone they could turn to in a crisis. So once you've noticed the mental health warning signs in your teen, how do you make sure they feel supported and what do you say to them? Well, Firstly, you don't have to be an expert in mental health to have a conversation with your teenager. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect parenting. You just have to be yourself and start the conversation. One of the best things you can do for your teenager 
is to let them know that you're available to talk to them on their terms. And here are some strategies you can actually use to do that. So be there for them unconditionally. Let them know you're there for them unconditionally and whenever they want, no limits, no bars. And a really good way to start the conversation is to be curious about them. So we can wonder what it's like to be them without judgment, assumption or demand. So what sense are they making of themselves? How do they think they're feeling? What ideas do they have about their behaviour? And then we can use what we find out to see if there are any ways in which we can actually help them in areas that they are struggling to make much sense. So in this way, we can build connection by using curiosity to understand better why our teenager feels the way that they do. And we can do this by wondering out loud with them. So for example, I wonder how that might make you feel or I wonder what happened to make you feel that way. I wonder if you have any ideas why that happened. We can also use curiosity to share with our teenager what we think might actually be happening. So I wonder if the reason you're feeling so stressed is because you have, you've been struggling to sleep recently. Or I wonder if it's always like always feels like we say no to things and that's why you get so angry with us. So having used curiosity to better understand your teenager's inner world, you can then show them acceptance of this inner world to show you accept the way that they're feeling. So acceptance in this context means accepting why your teenager acted in the way that they did because we accept where the act, come from, the act came from, not accepting how they acted. So offering acceptance in this way demonstrates to them that their inner world and their feelings are safe and are not being judged by you. It also shows your teenagers that they are heard and understood and that we can validate their feeling, feelings, even when those feelings may be very different in some, some instances to how we might feel about the situation. So if your teenager is sharing with you a difficult time at school or a challenge in how to manage a friendship fallout, one of the best things that you can do is show them acceptance by acknowledging that school can be difficult and that relationships can be complicated, for example. So conversations where we're able to show our teenager that we understand where their behaviour comes from, even when we don't like it, because we're not judging the experiences that are driving that, shows them that their inner world and feelings are safe. So it shows them we can sit together with any uncomfortable feelings. So our curiosity and acceptance actually leads quite naturally into empathy. We can only truly empathise with our teenager if we have developed sufficient understanding of our teenager to be able to imaginatively enter into their inner emotional world, hence the need for curiosity first. And what empathy offers our teenager is an experience of our compassion towards them and our offering of support so they know they don't need to deal with the difficult feelings on their own. And knowing that you are there to emotionally co-regulate your teenager not only feels supportive and comforting, but also communicates that what they're feeling is okay. 
It's understandable and it's not too much for us to manage together. So you might also find that they find it difficult to stay defensive with you when you, when you are being empathic with them. There are a number of ways to, a number of ways of showing empathy to your teenager. So you can use what we call active listening, which includes things like maintaining eye contact, not interrupting them, expressing interest and using validation and reflection to encourage continued talking with them. You can also use what we call reflective listening, which essentially means communicating in an emotional way through your facial expressions, gestures, posture and tone of voice. Empathy needs to be authentic it needs to come from a place where you are really trying to understand the experience from the perspective of your teenager and connecting with that perspective as this is one of the things driving their behaviour. So when we use curiosity, acceptance and empathy to talk to our teenage children about difficult feelings, it's really important to try and pick the right time to talk to them and give them an easy way out of the conversation so they don't feel pressured and, feel in, and that they feel in control themselves. So for example, you could use the duration of a car trip or a walk as a time limit so they know there's an easy, easy end to a difficult conversation and that they have some control. Let them know that you will only talk until you pull into the driveway and then they can decide whether or not to keep the conversation going. It's completely up to them, no questions or argument from you, so, for example, do you think we can talk about how you're feeling? Let's do it like this. Let's chat until we pull into the driveway or we finish the walk and then I promise we'll talk about something else if you want to. Totally up to you. So just, just being physically present can also make a real difference as well. So this can actually depend on the teenager and the situation, but sometimes your teen might respond better if you avoid things like eye contact Try starting the conversation in the car or while, or while you're doing something else, like let's say perhaps cooking dinner, rather than when sitting down and facing them directly. Then there might be, there might be other times when they'll appreciate the one-to-one close attention from you. Teenagers will often open up late at night. So when it's late and dark outside, the rest of the world seems a bit more removed. No distractions, no expectations on them. So they won't always talk, of course, Sometimes they'll have nothing to say or they might not feel like talking at all. But if they're going to talk, it seems often late at night seems to be the time that they're going to do it. So try and be gentle, but persistent and available, but not intrusive. Your team might not open up straight away and that's okay. Keep trying, but be mindful of not pushing too hard. And the main thing is to keep making yourself available for when they are ready to talk. So check in with them regularly, but don't be too intrusive. So don't try, and also don't try to talk them out of their worry or concern. Even if their thinking seems irrational or their thoughts seem trivial to you, isn't that way for them? You need to validate them. Things like, it's bothering you, isn't it? Or I can see how upset you are. So they know they can come to you and again and again to talk to you. And also be okay with silence. You don't have all the answers, nor should you have to all nor should you have to do all of the talking. Teenagers need their parents to listen to their concerns openly and without judgment. So talking to your teenager about their inner world and inner feelings and worries 
can be really difficult for many parents. So I genuinely hope that the techniques that I've shared with you today will help you to start some of those difficult conversations to support your teenager's mental well-being. If you have any questions, please post them in the comments. I'd be very happy to answer them. So as I said at the top of the show, depression is one of the most common mental health challenges for teenagers. So I wanted to give you a free guide to help you to recognise some of the signs of depression that you often see in teenagers and to give them some effective strategies so you can support them for dealing with depression as well. You can get this free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash depression guide. That's ologyonlinecourses.com slash depression guide. That's depression guide, one word. So I hope you find it helpful. And thanks so much for tuning in today. It's been a pleasure spending time with you and I will look forward to seeing you next time.